Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, one prediction down, one to go. Welcome back to another episode of Radio J-Dub, the audio incarnation of the most interesting independent sports blog out there. It's dubsism.wordpress.com. You can find us there at WordPress. You can find us at Dubsism on Facebook. You can find us on Pinterest. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us pretty much everywhere on the web if you want to. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA Final, which uh, Game 6 is tonight. Again, these podcasts are not recorded live thanks to uh, the ineffectiveness and the uh, just general useless nature of Shadow, the official podcast cat, who has not yet made it to producer-level status. Uh, Quickly on the Stanley Cup, um, I said on Twitter last week, actually right after Game 3 in both series, that whoever won Game 4 in both the Stanley Cup Final and the NBA Final was going to win those series. Uh, The Blackhawks won Game 4 in the Stanley Cup Final. They won the series last night, uh, closing out the Lightning. The reason why I said that in the case of the Stanley Cup is that it was very obvious that this was becoming an endurance race. And whoever pulled out with the lead or took the momentum at game four was going to, was going to take it home. And that was clearly the case. I know the, the lightning, it it turns out they were, they were hurt. We had a guy with a broken hand. We had the starting goalie with a, with a torn groin. I can't even imagine playing goalie in the NHL with a groin injury. That's, that's a whole new level of tough on a layer of guys and hockey players that are notorious for being tough guys. Uh, as far as the NBA is concerned, I really hope uh, tonight, uh, like I said, this, this podcast is being recorded before Game 6 happens on Tuesday. Um, it's very possible that you're listening to this after that. That's usually the case with podcasts. I really hope the Warriors win tonight and close this out because I do not, repeat, do not want to live through two more days of the media trying to decide which narrative it wants to go with in the LeBron James story. The thing that's been driving me nuts the last couple of days is that we're all up in arms because somebody asked a question to LeBron about how confident was he of winning, and he said, well, I'm very confident because I'm the best player in the world. And we got all upset about that. Like, well, why would we get upset at a guy 
for saying something that has been being said by every single one of those same media members who's upset when we all pretty much know it's true. LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world right now, and he's going to continue to have that title for at least two to three more years before one of the young upcoming superstars takes over for him. My my money's on Anthony Davis. You can send me nominations for whoever you think that guy might be. I don't care. Uh, the point in this discussion is that we spend years calling the guy the greatest player in the world, and then when he says it, all of a sudden it's, it's the worst thing in the world. Um, I think what has the media in a in a pickle with itself here is that they can't decide where they're going with this narrative on LeBron James, and that is, okay, he's the greatest player in the world, let's put a Superman cape on him, and he's going to carry the Cavaliers to the promised land. Well, no, he's not. I mean... The Cavaliers lost two of their best players. Their head coach does some really bizarre things. I never understood why he benched, essentially, Timothy Mozgov in that game after he scored 28 points the game before it. Um, again, I don't want to get way deep into into that, but like I said, the the narrative is the problem here. You know, LeBron James, greatest player in the world, LeBron James can't get the can't get the Cavaliers over the hump. If somehow the Cavaliers win Game Six tonight, and I think there's only one of two possible outcomes: the Cavaliers somehow hit a big shot at the end. Of course, if it's the Cavaliers hitting a big shot, you know who's going to have to be the guy to hit it. Uh, the Cavaliers win, and then we get two, three days of LeBron is the greatest ever. Blah 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 blah. Win lose, he's the MVP. Blah 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 blah. blah. Same shit we've been getting. But if the Cavaliers lose, and this is the only other possible outcome, I think, the Cavaliers lose and they lose by 20, then we're going to hear this shit about no, LeBron James, he's only 2-4 and four in NBA Finals, and that's just nothing compared to Jordan and whoever. And that's a bunch of shit. Um... I can get off on a rant real easy about how we've Paul Bunyanized Michael Jordan, and, and, and I've done it before. But say, suffice it to say, Michael Jordan played on a lot of teams that couldn't win until they got him some help. I mean, everybody likes to forget about how they couldn't get past the Pistons in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and then all of a sudden they went out and got Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen, and, and the story changed. Um, you can talk about... LeBron James, two of the teams that he's taken to the finals are the Cavaliers, the 2007 Cavaliers and this year's version, both of which were LeBron James and basically nothing else. Uh, you know, you, you Matthew Delavadova fans, uh, sharpen up your crayons and write me hate mail for saying this, but your guy's a bench player. And the only reason he's become a factor in this series is because they need him to play mega minutes because they don't have anybody else. Uh, you can look at the, the, the Heat teams that uh, LeBron went to the finals with, and you can look at the teams where, you know, large stretches of the regular season in the playoffs, Dwayne Wade was hurt. Large stretches of the regular season in the playoffs, Chris Bosh was hurt. There were lots of times that that team was not complete. But with the two years where the team was complete, you saw what LeBron James can do when he has help. It was very comparable to what Michael Jordan was doing with, with healthy Bulls teams that were dominating in the playoffs when they had all their pieces together. 
So having said that, whatever happens tonight, I just I don't want to live through any more of this ridiculous narrative that's coming out of the media. They can't decide which way they're going. It's really kind of a giant pain in the ass, and it really kind of ruins the experience of watching championship-caliber basketball because I know that no matter what happens, I'm going to have to listen to a story that's largely bullshit and largely being created so that a bunch of uh, media hacks don't have to eat their own words. Having said that, let's let's get on to the main topic of today, and that is instant replay in baseball. You call my name, then you run for protection. I reach out to hold your body's just a reflection. Okay. Oh, this gets my blood pressure going. Um, four years ago, back in 2011, when we were talking about introducing instant replay into baseball, I wrote an article on um, Dubsism. Uh, I will have a link to that uh, with the uh, post for today. But I wrote an article laying out six reasons why the use of instant replay in baseball would be a bad idea. And I got a lot of um, criticism for it because there's, there's a school of thought in this country that says, you know, we need to do something to improve the quality of the game. We need to get the calls right. And instant replay is the technology we have. And we have to we have to incorporate it into the game to you know make these things right, and make the game better. And I said okay, but in my argument against it, I, like I said, I laid out some points, and I saw all of them happen twice last night in a ball game um, between between the Angels and the Diamondbacks, and. Both of these calls were so egregiously missed that it occurred to me that it's not necessarily the technology of instant replay, it's the application. So what am I talking about? What do I mean by that? Let me go back and outline my original points of why I was not fond of instant replay in baseball to start with. And once I go through that, then I will get to what happened last night. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, obviously, first and foremost, my biggest problem against the instant replay in baseball was that it doesn't solve the bad call problem. I mean, last night exemplified that. Two blown calls, both, re both reviewed, both missed by the instant replay guys. We'll get back to the details of that, but the reasoning here, the whole reason for the call for the existence of instant replay in baseball 
is that people think that we can eliminate the bad call. And by following the logic of the argument, one has really led to the conclusion that bad calls have been completely wiped from the face of the NFL thanks to instant replay law. I mean, we've all seen that not be the case. I mean, we can talk about we can talk about that uh, that debacle with the replacement referees a couple of years ago with uh, it was Packers in Seattle or you know, the, the fail Mary or you know one run ref is calling it a completion the other ref is calling it incomplete and we went through great gnashing of teeth over that um all of these ridiculous catch not a catch rules the uh Calvin Johnson thing from a few years back or just last year with the the Des Bryant catch not catch in in, in Green Bay and I get that part of that is not exactly instant replay per se by itself. It's the manifestation of some stupid rules. But it's instant replay that makes us be able to go back and spend 10 minutes in the middle of a game hashing those things over. Which brings me to point number two. Instant replay makes the goddamn game longer. I mean, you have seen this in the NFL and now you're seeing it in Major League Baseball, and it's really a problem in baseball because baseball's the one sport where everybody's bitching about how game the long, how long the games are. Sorry. Um, so, when you have a game, we're bitching about the length of the game. Then we add instant replay, and we add in what happened yesterday uh, between the Angels and the Diamondbacks. I mean, I, I tried to tell you four years ago this was going to happen, and everybody said to me, no, it'll all, it'll all be fine, just, you know, the way we implement it, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, it happened. It's happening, and it's got to get fixed. Um, especially since, you know, baseball is under this criticism about how long the games are. Uh, there was another another point I have with with baseball, and is that when you make a call in baseball, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the play uh a, a classic uh, example is you know turning turning the out at second on a double play play continues whether i mean and it makes a big difference whether that guy's safe or out it makes a big difference on a play at first base with less than two outs if a runner scores it's not like in football where the whistle means the end of the play um now to be fair that hasn't really become a problem in baseball and so Okay, maybe that one I, you know, okay, they, they figured out how to handle that. I'll, I'll give them that one. But I'm not about to give them uh, the fourth point, and that is instant replay does not in any way, shape, or form solve, solve the root cause here, which is bad umpires. Okay, You can't tell me that you can fix all the bullshit that you get from the Country Joe Wests, the Angel... Hernandez's, the C.B. Buckner, Bob Davidson, you, Charlie Relaford, you name them. I mean, Major League Baseball is full of shitty umpires, and you're going to have bad calls as long as you have those guys wearing uniforms. And I understand that there's a union issue and blah, 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 and getting rid of these guys isn't as easy as it was the time that Bud Sealy got to have the mass execution over over a union contract when he got rid of the Eric Greggs and the Greg Kosks of the world. Uh, but Country Joe, Angel Hernandez, all those guys, instant replay doesn't fix that. Doesn't fix it, and it is...
especially doesn't fix it because we have a really dumb standard for how we implement instant replay. Um, in order to illustrate that, I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk about the game last night that I that I've mentioned. Um, and it was yeah, Angels Diamondbacks, you have two situations where plays were clearly blown, reviewed, should have been overturned, were not. Um, the first one comes on a double play in the fourth. Uh, Albert Pujols is the is the hitter, and he really, really looks like he has beaten the throw to first base, but uh, he's called out. Um, the feed that I saw these on have both been since discovered by MLB and have been yanked off YouTube. Uh, but these these videos are out there. They're on Vine. They're somewhere. You can find them. That double play, Albert Pujols is safe by a half step. And it's pretty clear. Call's not overturned. I don't know why. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, later on, um, and this is the one that, that hurts, and um, Nick Ahmed uh, from the Diamondbacks called safe at home on a, a sacrifice fly when it clearly looked like he'd been thrown out. Uh, throw comes to the plate, yeah, tags a little high, close play, I'll give you that. But from every replay I saw, and especially the ones that I saw on YouTube, which like I said are now gone, thanks to Major League Baseball, uh, the tag was high, but it beat the foot touching the plate, and it was pretty clear. Um, now, for purposes of full disclosure, I mean, uh, yes, I'm an Angels fan. I've said before I'm an Angels fan. I will also say that, uh, you know, I'm kind of at the end of my patience with Mike Sosha in terms of I think that he's a guy who's been around a long time, you know, he got us that one World Series, and that has given him a, a free lunch ticket for a while. But on the other hand, I think that there's a big reason why the Angels haven't won anything since Joe Madden left, and that Mike Sosha is really starting to get a reputation as a guy who's done less with more than a lot of other people in this game. But that's not the point here. The point is, is that I'm going to read you a quote from, from Mike Sosha from last night, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to get into why I'm agreeing with him. Okay, and the quote is, I don't know how Albert Pujols is called out. I really don't, Sosha said. After you look at it, it's obvious. When we were in New York, we went over to the facility, and, it, and what he means by the facility is the facility in New York City where, they read, where all the video um, appeals are reviewed. And he says, and it seems like they have every camera angle, every super slow motion you need, yet we're seeing, in my estimation, too many calls that aren't reversed, not only for us, but for the other team. Some things need to evolve as far as how we determine these calls because there's no standard for what is going to overturn a call. That last sentence, okay, you can dismiss a lot of that statement as, Call didn't go my way, so I'm going to be pissed off and I'm going to say bad things about the process. But that last sentence, I'm going to read it again. Some things need to evolve as far as how we determine these calls because there's no standard 
for what is really going to overturn a call. Okay, Sosha's hitting on a very important point there that I've never heard anybody else mention in the media, and that is it's the standard that's the problem. Okay, what do I mean by that? To me, the real issue here is not that we use instant replay in the way that we currently use it. To me, the problem is that we put an expectation on the people reviewing instant replay that makes them, or let me back up, it forces them to look at video in a way that really doesn't allow them to look objectively at what happened. What am I talking about? There is a standard, Mike. You're, you, when you say there's no standard for overturning a call, there is, and, and, we, and we've all heard it. We, we've, the NFL uses it, baseball uses it, and it's that clear and convincing, indisputable video evidence that the call was wrong. Okay. Well, I have a problem with that. The first problem and, and, and the first issue with that standard is that it gives a presupposition of being correct to the umpires on the field. And now I understand why you would want to do that, but in the case of if you're going to go through the review process, then perhaps it's better to just tell the people in New York, hey, look at this call, what do you see? Don't tell them what the call on the field was. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because it's a very big difference if you're looking at a piece of footage and somebody says in your ear, okay, first base umpire called this guy out. Where's the clear and convincing evidence that that call was right and wrong? Okay, now I'm looking for something different. I'm looking for something completely different if you show me the piece of footage and say, you make the call. What happened? Is that guy safe or out? It's not clear or convincing evidence. It's what I'm looking for. This is what I saw. And people think I'm splitting hairs with that, but I'm really not. If you think about it, if you take this over to the legal system, you know, where... If you get found guilty of something in a court of law and you appeal, then what the next court is doing is they're looking for reasons why your trial was actually conducted properly or not. You know, they're not going to say the first court got it wrong. What they're going to say is, well, your conviction is going to get thrown out because they violated your due process. There was a constitutional problem. There was this. There was that. There was there was some sort of, and we love this word, there was some sort of technical problem with the trial that, that obviates the result. Okay? So we're looking at the process. Whereas if a court, if the next court actually said, 
know what? We're going to retry this thing. We're going to go back and we're going to look through all the evidence. We're going to have all the witnesses. Well, that's a totally different deal. And that's what I'm thinking that we ought to do with instant replay. You know, instead of looking at indisputable video evidence, let's just have another set of eyes, ones that aren't in the ballpark. And we can let them look at all the camera angles, and they can slow the footage, and they can do this, and they can do that. They have that technology now, and they're getting the calls wrong. So to me, that says you got to look at the process. And the only thing I can think of is instead of trying to make a bad call stick or make a bad call be reversed, just have another set of umpires look at it and say, is he safe or out? Independent of what the first what the umpires on the field said. In fact, I would give more more deference, and okay, I'm a purist, I'm going to admit this, I was against instant replay in baseball, but I also know that that ship sailed. Okay, instant replay's here. I can have a tirade against it all I want. It's a fact of life. It's going to be there. Whatever I say is not going to change that. So having said that, then it becomes, okay, well, let's find a way to quit fucking everything up like we're doing now. What happened last night is not the only time this happens. But to blow two calls in one game, that tells me that... that not the technology that's the problem, because that actually, I think, is a handy tool, like I said, with multiple camera angles, slow-mo, whatever, you know, super zoom, you, you, you know, pick, pick your video trick here. The fact that, you know, you can have far more views of something than you can get from the two or maybe even three umpires at most that got a clear view of what's happening. But that's standard. That's got to be the problem. I can't think of anything else. Um, if, if you can tell me what's a better way to make instant replay actually work, I'm all ears. Comment section at uh, dubsism.wordpress.com. You can find us on Facebook, dubsism. Uh, dubsism. It's just search dubsism. It's there. Uh, at dubsism on Twitter. We uh, are on Pinterest. We are out there, I want to hear from you. What is the way we make instant replay actually work? Because despite what you want to say now, it doesn't. Might prove that. Last night was the moment in the history of instant replay where I said to myself, this is not working, this needs to get fixed. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, this is, it's because it hosed your team. You're, you're, that's why you're upset about this. And I'm not really upset. But what I want to avoid is that there's a group of people out there that are already bagging on baseball as it is anyway. And I don't want to see baseball do any more things wrong than it already has. Because what I'm afraid of here is that you're going to have this kind of situation when we get to September and October when the casual fans start tuning in for the playoffs and for the World Series. Because it's the opinion of the casual fan that drives a lot of this shit. And if you have a call, like what happened in the ninth inning last night, 
happened in Game 6, Game 7 of a World Series, the outcry you're going to hear is going to be unfucking believable You know? If you doubt that, I mean, just think about the timing of bad calls. Um, the one that sticks in my head most was the Jim Joyce call about four years ago that cost uh, Armando Galarraga a perfect game in Colorado. And Jim Joyce blows the call at first base, and it's the last out. And he knows he blows it, and he gives this, you know, impassioned apology after the game. But that call mattered because of the timing, because that was the out that would have given Galarraga the perfect game. Or not. If Jim Joyce blows that call in the fourth inning, nobody gives a shit. That's why timing is important with this. God help us if we have such an awful umpiring performance in a World Series with everybody watching, like we did last night. So, long story short, uh, I've been against instant replay in baseball. I'm more than willing to admit that the genie's out of the bottle. It's here to stay. I'm not going to be able to change that. But now that it's here, we got to do it right. With that, that's another episode of Radio JW The Books. Like I said, the audio incarnation of the most interesting independent sports blog out there on the web, dubsism.wordpress.com. Follow us at Dubsism on Twitter. You can find Dubsism on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, lots of places to find us. And I'm serious. I want to hear what you think. How do we fix instant replay in baseball? I want to hear your comments. And I'll have a discussion about them at some point. So, until then, ciao, see the babies. I am a camera. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.